3: Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Everyone is Hot, the podcast that talks about your favorite stealth sex symbols and the film that turned you on to them. I'm Michael Stevens.
0: And I'm Shelley Brooks.
3: And we are so excited about a fantastic guest. Oh, Hell my God. Yeah. yeah. A photographer whose work has been featured in... The New York Times, The New Yorker, Vogue India, InStyle Magazine, mm. NBC News, The mm. Wall Street Journal, mm. and the Oscars. Bridget Bador. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome, children. Bridget.
2: <laughs> the
0: children love you.
2: Oh, the
0: children love me. <laughs> and yeah. we are so excited to have you here because you have brought us an incredible. Stealth sex symbol for this episode. (laughs) And that stealth sex symbol is Chris Farley in the 1995 Peter Siegel movie, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. (laughs) Oh, we're so excited to talk about it. Are you
4: so excited, Bridget? I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much to talk about here.
3: So, I actually do have a quick question for you. Um, just so I have a little bit of context for later in our conversation, but how old were you when you real like, what? where were you when you were like, damn, I think Chris Farley is super hot? It,
4: it was like this year, because y'all reached out to me to do this podcast, like, yes. mm, a long time ago, right? Yes. And I was like, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, I love this concept so much, but I was so stressed out about finding the perfect... <laughs> like I was like I'm gonna be perceived um and it just sort of brought back all of this you know in a good way like I I love I love thinking about these kinds of things so I'm not like oh my god how dare you um but yeah like it brought back all of these things about high school and college and like growing up Mm -hmm. and figuring out who do I like and why and I realized that I never knew I um do this Project called Open Studios, which is like very vague, I guess, because I didn't have a title for it. And I'm maybe I will eventually, but basically, I just invite like people I think are cool and trustworthy and hot into the (laughs) studio and we make photographs. I make photographs of them mostly. And I really feel like that project that I've been working on for the last couple of years, which was kind of halted through COVID and everything, but that is what helped me figure out what I think is hot because it was me photographing my friends and like. Um, I'm very anxious. So this was an opportunity to just create a safe space. I've been very interested in how people feel safe to be perceived and safe in general and how they want to be seen. So this is a little experiment in that. And I finally feel like I got confident in being like, yeah, this is what I find gorgeous. This is what I find attractive. Like yeah. in a romantic platonic way, mm-hmm. And it has helped empower me to figure out like what I find attractive sexually as well without sexualizing my friends, you know? That's
0: so cool.
4: Yeah. So I, I derail, but that no, was, you oh, not not at all. <laughs> because, uh, Michael, when you were regional, uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm stressed. No, you're all
3: good. You're all good. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. You're actually like, I've seen wow. your photographs and <laughs> they're like really, really, uh, they're really beautiful. And i have looked at them and i'm like damn like folks seem so comfortable um which i don't know i don't i'm not like super scholarly on photography but i think being able to connect with the people that you are photographing is like uh an incredible uh ability
4: thank you yeah I'm not super scholarly on film stuff, which also brings me to my second part of this. Oh, perfect. Uh, answer to your question. Mm-hmm. I was freaking out about being perceived as like corny, which I, and I ended up leaning really hard into it with Tommy. Oh, right? good.
3: Thank God. Uh, we, love <laughs> it. we love it so much.
4: But when I went to college, I went to art school. I'm from, like, a really small town in upstate New York, and I went straight to New York City when I was 18, so it was, like, a big adjustment, (laughs) and um, I, like, didn't know that women could be gay growing up. I, like, only thought that was a boy thing, right? and I'm using, like, childish language because those were my childish thoughts, but... (laughs) I like was thrown into art school, and I think I subconsciously kind of like knew these things, but all my friends were like very normal girls, they were cheerleaders, and they were in a marching band, and I don't know that's kind of nerdy, <laughs> but like just kind of nerdy. it wasn't like art school nerdy. You know right. I mean? It's a whole other yeah. kind of. My brother
3: went to yeah. Pratt and he was he was a real character. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
4: a lot of my friends in art school were like film people, mm. anime people. <laughs> they like really had a non-conventional uh concept of what they thought was hot in my wow. opinion at that time, you know? Yeah. So I was very confused because I had spent the last 18 years trying to fit in and be like what is mm-hmm. hot uh boy who is sports I don't know I Boy, sports. Who is sports. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like oh okay okay cool um so I just kept thinking about those friends those like cool mm. friends who are like my first queer friends my friends that like, kind of like gave me permission to figure some things out and I was thinking of them seeing this podcast and being like wow Bridget Finally found themselves. Just, like <laughs> really picked the perfect person for their Everyone Is Hot episode. <laughs> and I'm just like spiraling about <laughs> I think it's like oh God. Sometimes <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like I have like a hundred thoughts at once, which is really like cute and quirky and like very cool mana Pixie Dream Girl energy of me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway. I realized that I found Chris Farley hot while I was spiraling about my pick for this podcast.
0: Perfect. And
4: (laughs) I was like, I know that I've been watching things and been like, this is a weird thing that I find attractive. Right. But I admit I lost all of them. And it's been like a year and a half or something. And I still, I've been like, you know, it'll come to me eventually. (laughs) 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> but chris farley kept coming to me yeah. and tommy boy kept coming to me and i was like this is weird um because i watched this movie all the time growing up my sister my mom and i watched it like three times a week i feel like oh, wow and that was, like, <laughs> the peak of our family time oh, you know it. when everybody was laughing <laughs> together oh. and um so it like has a really cozy, special place in my heart and in my yeah. history. I was really young; I was probably like eight or something mm-hmm. when we started watching Tommy Boy every week. Right. Um. So it's just sort of like been a part of my subconscious, and I didn't really think critically about it mm-hmm. until Tommy Boy kept coming up whenever I was thinking about who to pick for this. Yeah, I was it's talking right there to- in front of you. Yeah. It's right there in front of me. Yeah. Please, pick it up. And I was like, wait, am I attracted to Chris Farley and Tommy Boy? And then I remembered my first girlfriend looked exactly like Chris Farley and Tommy Boy. That's
2: amazing.
4: <laughs> oh, I love that sound. Like, you know, um into like how he's always like kind of going like that, like yeah. moving really fast. Yeah. Like uh, they did that like, like there's so much. when i was re-watching this i was like oh my god this is them Like, That's
0: holy incredible god. oh my god
4: so i guess i've always been attracted to chris farley and tommy boy and i didn't realize it
3: oh my god i you know, love this so much sometimes it it really is like that um Mm -hmm. we've talked about whoopi goldberg a lot Mm -hmm. on this podcast and we will again but she is the kind of she's someone who i find attract realized i found attractive in that way Mm -hmm. you know watch cinderella a million times and Mm -hmm. then one day i was like i get like a special feeling when (laughs) one person is on the screen and it's different from all the other special feelings that i have because Only one of them, a Goldberg. You know what I'm saying? Oh so. yeah,
0: oh yeah. No, I yeah, oh. I think Michael and I have bonded over that because yeah, I definitely remember watching like Sister Act and Ghost as a kid, and then rewatching as an adult and being like, oh, oh, mm, oh. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Well, we will get further into, uh, you know, the sort of like childhood basis of this yeah. crush in a moment. But before that, for people who aren't familiar with Tommy Boy, uh, Michael, would you like to give the listener a little synopsis?
3: Absolutely. Tommy
1: Callahan Jr. is a slow-witted, clumsy guy who recently graduated college after attending for seven years. His father, Big Tom Callahan owns an auto parts factory in Ohio. When Tommy arrives back home, he finds he has a position at the factory waiting for him. His dad also introduces Tommy to the new brake pad division of the factory and to Tommy's soon to be stepmother, Beverly, and her son, Paul. But when Big Tom dies, the factory threatens to go under unless the new brake pads are sold. Tommy must go on the road to sell them, along with the assistance of Richard, Big Tom's right-hand man. Will Tommy save the company, or will the factory and the town go under?
0: Now, it's a commonly uh, remarked-upon thing in our episodes that we take these synopses from IMDb, and often they are very bad. This one (laughs) I think is like a pretty good one.
3: It's a pretty good synopsis. This person must have gone to, what, Stanford or something like that?
0: Oh, well that was a note left over from our last episode we recorded oh. uh, yes uh, we, dang it we, we, we previously recorded an episode about the movie Broadcast News and I had to leave a snarky note in the script uh, that the person included their Stanford email to make sure that we knew a Stanford graduate and written right. the Broadcast News synopsis Holly
3: Hunter right oh, God. Holly
0: Hunter yes Very no funny. I don't think a Stanford graduate was the person who <laughs> took the time out of their day to write the tommy
3: for a second i was Not like again
0: wouldn't, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, all these stanford grads
3: again? are all over imdb what's going on on it's imdb <laughs> oh.
4: and what is my only word on <laughs> no, i think that they should have said when big tom dies suddenly because yes i was yes. like when they just put it in there like as if it was nothing it's like a <laughs> like, big yeah. deal we had no uh,
0: way not it expecting is it. in the middle of a dance number
3: <laughs> ryan dennehy is so delightful he's such a delight
0: he's so good oh and that he's in like such a small part but like that's the thing when you got a role like this that yeah. isn't in much of the movie but needs to make a big impact you gotta get a dennehy level actor
3: he's He's the big treat, you know he's yeah. the the legend um, like I can't even think of a modern day equivalent. I could, but it would probably depress me a little bit
0: um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, listeners might know that Michael and I were recently on an episode of the podcast weekend at Bergman's, and we talked a little bit about Peter Greenway and Brian Dennehy was the star of greenaway's belly of the architect so he he had quite the range that he could do tommy boy and weird esoteric british filmmaker peter greenaway's belly of the architect so check it out if you mm. haven't seen it mm.
3: i got i definitely got to check it out um it's a good one. i love i love seeing range with an act with Ugh. actors um you do it all uh this whole time I was watching, uh, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about other characters in the movie, but, ooh, Rob Lowe. Um, <laughs> the whole time I was like, if they were doing this today, that's Timothy Chalamet right there. That's a money <laughs> Timothy oh. Chalamet role right there. I love to see that. Right? Right?
0: Interesting. huh? Hmm. I could see that. Yeah. Or, you know what?
4: I want a good role for Zac Efron. Ooh. What about Efron?
3: It would be a very good one.
4: What uh. if Zach Efron was uh, Richard?
0: Oh.
3: He'd be buff Richard.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a to
3: buff real for Richard. <laughs> I don't hate
0: it, though. Don't hate it.
3: (laughs) That's a big Richard right there. Ooh,
0: I love a big Richard. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Know what I mean? (laughs) Now, Bridget, uh, before we get into our main discussion, we do like to ease ourselves in with a little foreplay.
3: Yeah, you gotta start with a little bit of foreplay before... you yeah,
0: gotta get wet first. Before you start talking <laughs> about the movie. You gotta get nice and warm. <laughs> and we do that with a little thing we call... The Sexy Trivia Game. Uh-oh. Michael, oh Do you want to introduce the Sexy Trivia Game?
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, time for the Sexy Trivia Game. Get you listeners real slick for movie chatting with a movie trivia I'll kick it off number A Tommy Boy is one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite films he owns a high quality 35mm print and sometimes screens it at parties at his house pretty hot Quentin Tarantino oh very
0: nice. Very nice.
1: Uh, Bridget, would you be able to hit us with, uh, number B?
4: That's number B. <laughs> Chris Farley was completely sober during filmmaking. However, because of that, he developed another fiction, a another addiction called coffee. Farley would have up to 27 cups of cappuccino every day sometimes three at a time
0: Ooh. Ooh, that's a lot of coffee that's a lot of coffee
1: and a little tragic
0: <laughs> Ooh, I bet his shits were crazy
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably crazy shits for sure
0: you know those shits were crazy
1: you know those shits were not even soft, like liquid <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been a mess
0: was pure mist at that point. <laughs>
1: oh, speaking of mist, Shelly, can you bring it on home?
0: You know I can, you know I can. It took the film crew five weeks to get the shot of the deer standing on the car. They gave a the car to a trainer who fed a deer and let him eat and poop in and around the car for a month so the deer could get used to it before they could bring in cameras and get the shot they needed
1: that's nice that they got Mm. them ready you know it's so nice
0: that's very kind they're real gentle with that deer Ooh, that was very sexy
4: (laughs) (laughs) Mm, i love some shit chat oh god so is, is this two truths and a lie or are these all
3: true? Oh, no, these are all true.
0: These are apparently all true, but again, they are sourced from IMDb. So who's to say how accurate they are?
3: True. Shout-outs to IMDb for your accuracy or for your imaginations.
0: Yeah, yeah shout-outs to all the freaks who add trivia to IMDb, because there was a lot for this movie. And unfortunately, I picked the uh, happiest among them, because most were about people dying of cocaine.
1: Oh, no.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd heard the story before, but I had forgotten about it. Um, <laughs> how uh, David Spade's assistant uh, apparently just got absolutely rocked off his nuts on cocaine and tried to kill him.
3: That's terrifying.
0: Yeah. Went David to Spade his house visit. with a gun no and way. planned to do a murder no. suicide. What?
4: Yeah. Good times. What? A, uh, what a... I read something um, about Chris Farley getting so mad that David Spade and Rob Lowe went out like to drinks without him (laughs) that he like stepped on David Spade's foot.
0: Apparently, (laughs) what I heard is he stepped on his hand while he was eating a
4: sandwich. Oh my god, like that's what I'm talking about. Like, Chris Farley is an Aquarius, really unpredictable energy. I don't know if I would be into Chris Farley, right? But Tommy. Tommy Boy, yes, is a Scorpio, according to David Spade. His character Richard, in the airplane scene, mm-hmm. which I don't know if he was just making it up or if he really did know Tommy's sun sign. Like, do you think that they have a friendship where he would know that?
3: You know what? I'm not sure. I, great, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you know it just came from the documents. He must he, you know he <laughs> this motherfucker read the documents on this guy. Cause he he sees well him prepared.
0: Come. Yes. Yeah, he sees
3: him come in. He's like, why does this guy get a job here? And he doesn't know anything.
0: They were mm-hmm. also in that car for a long time. So you have yeah. to imagine that eventually they're going to run out of topics of conversation. So who knows what it's going to turn to? Sun signs, maybe. Maybe.
3: Mm. True. <laughs> uh.
0: Very well could be. Now, we got into this a little bit, you know, at the beginning of the episode. But Bridget, so tell us more about this crush. Like is, would you say that Chris Farley is like your normal type since it was your first girlfriend? Apparently (laughs) it was was apparently a copy of Chris Farley.
4: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I guess so. Another thing I realized on the rewatch was, um, my ultimate type dead dad club
3: that's Tommy Boy right there.
4: Mm. He's actually like wow. a 20-something orphan in this, which is like, oh, yeah. so tragic, so sexy. Yeah. And as someone yeah. in the Dead Dad Club, I can say that. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah.
4: yeah. So that's like oh, ultimate um soft spot for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: It. That's like, his grief is like, uh, it's really like a lot with uh when he like starts crying and stuff um like it's supposed to be a comedy those little moments of pathos are like everything um in Mm. this specific comedic performance
0: Yeah. yeah and it helps that like you know we talked a little bit about brian dennehy but like it helps that he is so charming for the minute he comes on screen that like you immediately get a sense of their relationship so even though he's not on screen for that long when that happens, it, it truly does feel devastating.
4: Yeah, it is. Uh, like,
3: <sighs> I look at Chris Farley in this role, and the material that he is given is wacky, silly, <laughs> cuckoo <laughs> bananas, but he, like, he's beautiful. He's
4: mm, beautiful. God. His eyes are so soft. His eyes- you know? His
3: arms, his th- thick arms.
1: Thick.
0: I arms. mean, he looks genuinely hot when he does the little bit of like fat guy, guy in him? a little <laughs> coat. <Yeah. laughs> I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah and I think like the confidence is part of it because obviously like you know it's a mid 90s comedy so like he gets a lot of shit about his weight throughout the movie like a lot of like brutally mean jokes but like you never get the sense that he's like a sad sack like he always feels like the person with the most charisma on screen
4: yeah I would have loved to see what they would have done with Chris Farley now
2: yeah. yeah,
3: I can't not think about that whenever mm-hmm. I watch him in a movie. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I'm like um, someone who's very tethered to alternate timelines. Same. Six, oh six, my god, same. Okay, um, let's talk about it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> let's go into um, the
1: Farleyverse. Like,
4: I really think about like if Chris Farley was in a different time, if if he was around now, whatever. Like maybe he wouldn't be the person that he was. Maybe he wouldn't have ended up on SNL, whatever. Maybe his career was just perfect for that time. Yeah. I don't know. But like ugh, would he be dead? Like would no. he have been this sad?
3: So oof. This is you've uh you've opened up Pandora's uh multiverse. There are so <laughs> many places we can go and yes. go. um I like to think of what like what's one version of a very happy timeline where Mm. maybe so I know he was in the running for a role playing fatty Arbuckle um, Mm. in a biopic that never got to happen. He, they also wrote the role of Shrek Mm. for Chris Farley. So he would have done both those movies. And by the time he got to Shrek and made that DreamWorks (laughs) money, He, uh, forget it. He would have been off to the races. They would have been casting him in all the parts that Jim Carrey got. No. Uh, who knows? Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Different movie. Okay.
4: Speaking, right? speaking to my Manic Pixie dream girl. Right? right? <laughs>
0: Or, like, all of the, like, like Sandler, like, artsy movies that he's done, you have to wonder, like, would Farley, like, have eventually done stuff like that? I mean, yeah. it truly feels like that generation of people on SNL, like, if they are still alive, it's just, like, by the skin of their teeth because they oh, were man. all, like, doing like heroic amounts of cocaine at all times
3: yes heroic amounts <laughs>
0: like, heroic. yeah i mean it's it's truly i mean I it's always like weird seeing like david spade in something now because it's like oh my god he's like one of the few guys who like made it out of that era because i mean everyone was making a shit ton of money you know cocaine was like so prevalent everywhere a lot of these people had like addiction issues like they were in an environment on that set that was like super toxic and indulgent and yeah I mean yeah I it's it's hard to imagine some of like the alternative like histories of these people you know
4: yeah speaking of alternate Histories. Did y'all see everything everywhere all at once? I just did. Little...
0: Yeah. Previous yeah. guest on the show, Tally Medela was in it.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I just saw it. I was very late to the party, but I was thinking like an hour ago. I really I find Jamie Lee Curtis's hot dog hands character like really sexy and I'm yes! not really sure where that comes from
3: please unpack that <laughs> let's unpack that why
0: is it the hot dog oh. hands or is it just the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis is generally very sexy just such yeah. a
3: physical funny performer
4: that's true yeah she has this kind of energy that I'm drawn to and mm-hmm. then the nature of the hot dog hands universe is inherently sexy so yeah, that yeah. adds to it yeah Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not really. There are yeah. hot
0: dog hands in the movie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Watch it. It's so
0: good. <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard not to think about like a lot of stars from that era of like, you know, what what their careers would look like, what their lives would look like now, like, you know, if the industry had been different. Um, but yeah, everything everywhere all at once definitely did raise a lot of those thoughts. But Yeah, I mean, I like watching this. I thought about like, yeah, just all those SNL people. I'm like, what if Bill Hartman's wife hadn't killed him because she like got back on cocaine because of Andy Dick, and like it was just such a crazy era. And like, it's so sad that you see these like amazing performers like a Chris Farley, and you're like, damn, like they just were gone so soon.
2: Yeah,
4: Yeah. I feel like something about Chris Farley's. Specific brand of humor and the mm. way that we're all sort of charmed by him has yeah. to do with a sense of sadness.
2: Yeah,
3: I a hundred percent agree.
4: Yeah. So then, I I hate the like artist has to be tormented narrative mm. though. I hate it as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, I just want to live my life. Yeah, I just want to live my life, and like. As someone who has had a very hard time feeling tethered to this life, mm-hmm. I've worked really hard to, like, want to be here. Mm-hmm. And I got to believe, like, there is, like, a very tiny, small part of Chris Farley that could have found that. It would, it, I'm sure it's very, very hard in mm-hmm. Hollywood in all yeah. these situations where money is involved. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, in my research, yeah. I saw that he... I saw an article that listed he had many hot girlfriends and was valued mm-hmm. at $5 million or whatever when he died, or his net worth. He was valued mm-hmm. what am I talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he's like, a Christie's auction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting that these were listed, like, run after the other, and... Mm-hmm i i think the the person who wrote this list was also like trying to make inferences about chris farley's sadness and yeah. where it came from and you know feeling like he didn't deserve love or whatever which yeah. is you know just perpetuated by all the fat phobia especially that's yeah. crazy. but still exists now yeah um
0: i mean that's a crazy thing is like you see so much of like, you know, the movies and the like SNL bits that he's famous for that often play on his weight. And so like, you know, you kind of assume as a viewer, you're like, oh, okay, but he was comfortable with it. Like he, you know, wasn't ashamed of it or whatever. But apparently it did like deeply affect him. Like that like SNL um Chippendale's sketch, like apparently like really like hurt his feelings and like it's
3: so wild to think yeah. about because he puts so much of his body and so much mm-hmm. of his physical self mm-hmm. into his performance.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Whether, you know, whether he loved doing it, whether he didn't love doing it. Um and I don't know, like I would love I wish I counted how many times like there was a fat joke in the movie, but it felt like there was one every forty five mm-hmm. seconds. Mm-hmm. And like when you think about how long it takes to like make a movie and how much many times it takes to like do takes of a movie like, mm-hmm. there's a there was a part of me watching the movie that was also imagining what the production was like. It's like, oh, we got to take this uh, part again where you call yourself a dumb, uh, fat moron and, yeah. you know, get your shit flushed into the, your head flushed into the toilet. And mm-hmm. it's just like, how fucking, like, God. But, like, despite all of the material, <laughs> like... Like, there are some really funny parts of this movie, but then there are some parts that are just, like, fucking painful um, mm-hmm. to to watch. And, you know, despite, uh, I guess, some of those garbage moments that don't really age well, him in those moments and the performance that he gives through that bullshit is, like, kind of... Uh, nice to see. It's like, oh he was talented. I just wish like every other joke wasn't he's fat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it is interesting seeing like his relationship with David Spade in the movie because like you know, David hate David Spade's whole like shtick at the time was that he was mean. <laughs> but- <Yeah. laughs> and he is like very mean in this movie. But also you can tell that there is like a great deal of affection between them and like that there is this history between them like from working on SNL together and like, you know, it it makes it a little easier to swallow yeah. some of the like the more brutal jokes. Cause you're like, I think these guys do like each other though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I think the scene where they're uh driving in the car, not willing to uh listen to the carpenter, not wanting to admit they want to listen to the <laughs> carpenter's song. And then, you know, they cut, we cut back. They're both weeping and yeah, <laughs> singing the, the song out loud. Tears streaming on
0: their faces.
3: <laughs> oh God. I wish. Oh. I wish I could say I've had that moment, but, um, well, that's, that's me and my dad. Um, like, oh. but very often. Um,
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: It's, that's it's me. Like we love, we love, crying, we love weeping. Um, <laughs>
4: oh, that's really What's your so dad's funny. sign?
3: Uh, he's a Sagittarius. He's uh, December 7th. I'm December 10th.
4: Wow. Yeah. Mm. Interesting.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love it. So, Bridget, we know that this was obviously a very formative part of your childhood that, like, you know, you mentioned that your family watched it a lot. Was Would you say this was one of your, like, first crushes, or do you, like, remember what your first movie crush was?
4: Okay. Yeah. Hell yes. So, um, <laughs> I remember stressing out about this question as a kid. Like, As a kid, someone... you were
0: thinking about this? Yeah, it's because
4: somebody asked me, and I was like what the fuck (laughs) I'm like um seven I don't know who was asking you this
0: when you were seven
4: someone on the bus obviously (laughs) on the school bus I must have sat too close to the back maybe I was older I don't know but like (laughs) by like nine or ten I had crushes on people in my class like I remember being like very quote unquote boy crazy um (laughs) but then like yeah I Nobody around me like really got the hint that it wasn't just boys, but yeah. uh, um I love that. Yeah. That, that kinda like <laughs> I remember stressing about, out about this on the bus. I have like yes. a very visceral memory of being in that little leather school bus seat mm-hmm. that's like all ripped up, you mm-hmm. know? Gross. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that scene. Oh. Um and thinking like, okay, okay, um, who is a boy in a movie? That I have seen recently. Uh, the Sixth Sense. Haley Joel Osmond is my age, right? Wow. I have a crush on Haley Joel Osmond.
3: <laughs> I love oh, that you
4: someone so your cute. age. Oh my God. Well, it that's felt so horrible. inappropriate to be in someone older than like, me. I was like very aware of what was and wasn't appropriate at like oh, too young so of an funny. age to be thinking about that. <laughs> but yeah so I was like okay yes I found it I found an appropriate answer to this question and I remember like memorizing it like being like don't forget don't forget Haley Joel Osment that's so (laughs) cute (laughs) so I never felt totally confident saying it though but yeah I just remember like going with it and trying to you know commit it to memory um and you know Haley Joel Osment did not age well but I also think in a way that was my type uh-huh. in the sense that like I did not know myself enough to know what my type was so my type was shitty guy who was interested enough in me to convince me <laughs> that we should date
2: oh, so oh, no. no. Oh, no. child actors guy.
4: that yeah. aged poorly my first like very serious boyfriend mm-hmm. like you know physical yeah <laughs> do i have to yeah. say it? um he looks just like beans from even steven's grown up <gasps> no <laughs> really really alarming <laughs> oh, man. strikingly awkward looking
0: <laughs> oh my god that's perfect <laughs> wait what age was this
4: your boyfriend the Beans guy? Beans guy. <laughs> um, I was 18 and he was 23. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Not a good...
3: <laughs> I'm looking at Beans right now. What the heck?
4: I know! Like, yeah. everybody Google it if you don't have a picture
0: in oh. your mind.
4: Yeah, I feel like Very Beans strange. often
0: comes up in those, like, bottom of the website, mm-hmm. like, images where it's like, where's this child star now? You won't believe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those,
3: <laughs> ugh, those motherfucking articles are brutal
0: they're,
3: they, they're uh, so mean they are so brutal just <laughs> dunking on everybody yeah every oh, child star Awful. Um, I they always ask for all that smoke.
4: But, but i do have maybe a more genuine mm-hmm. response to the first movie crush question if okay. i really think about it obviously if i haven't made it clear i was probably disassociating for most of that yes. time of my life um, but I do remember being very drawn to Charlie's Angels and like wanting to Ooh. watch it at every sleepover and feeling like I wasn't supposed to be watching it. Like my oh, mom was yeah. really strict. We weren't really supposed to watch anything live action unless it was Seventh Heaven.
3: Love that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Were you guys like
4: super religious? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My mom was born again Christian. I guess like okay. she still is. Yeah. She's very spiritual. She goes to church. Uh, my brother's and his wife and children are like very religious too okay um different than what we were raised but still kind of like jesus heavy Sure, but yeah. um, <laughs> I went to Jesus camp. I went to I Christian did High too. Oh my
3: Jesus girls, yes. Jesus
0: oh. camp girls. That's where I got told that my Jewish aunt and uncle were going to hell. Oh. Jesus
3: Angels love it.
4: <laughs> yeah. So I remember for like a deep feeling of shame about wanting to watch Charlie's Angels mm-hmm. and whatever this was, whatever this feeling was. When I thought it was kind of just like. You know, camaraderie or something. Yelp (laughs) pals.
0: Yeah,
4: I remember being like, I can't pick a favorite. They all have something great about them. And but it was like I was, I finally landed on Drew Barrymore's character because I was like, this is safe. This is she's cool she i really want to leave like, her yeah mm-hmm. which is classic bisexual behavior <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it's like, well, i don't know I, I don't have a crush on her i just want to be her she's really cool. neat <laughs> she's like not like the other girls you yeah? know um <laughs> and now re-watching that oh, it, she's very like queer coded yeah But at the time, you know, you know, I didn't know that girls were allowed to be gay back then. Right, because it wasn't on TV or anything. So yeah, I just like I remember watching. (laughs) I was in Winter Guard, which is like the winter Winter season of Color Guard. What is Color Guard? Color Guard is like like, the flags and the rifles and marching band. Michael was homeschooled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh i had a lot of homeschooled friends because of my jesus times oh <laughs> my god <laughs> yeah i love youth group it was so horny <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
4: i think michael was just homeschooled because they had
0: smart parents <laughs> um wow. yeah
3: i wish uh, yeah i wish i i wish i went to middle school though because i missed all of the all the fun yeah. stuff all the all the fun uh confusion horny shit horny yeah, shit, yeah.
0: I was going to say, you might be the first person who's ever called middle school fun. (laughs) 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 I don't think anyone has ever had that impression of middle school. So you did not miss out on much.
2: (laughs) Well,
4: you want
2: what you can't have. Yeah,
4: that's what it is. And like Senia in my history class, she was the foreign exchange student and she sat right next to my hot sports boyfriend in high school oh yeah so and that's what you supposed to be very well because yes. <laughs> he was like i saw you staring at me in history class i was like yeah i did that for sure i remember that <laughs> amazing
0: <laughs> oh that's beautiful
4: <laughs> and that's
0: a good one so wait so charlie's angels was a sleepover movie yes how were sleepovers when you were having all of these
4: (laughs) feelings god i wish they were weirder i was so afraid of getting in trouble i never did anything bad Mm -hmm. yeah good (laughs) kids club yes yeah (laughs) my friend group growing up would not invite me to things if they were going to break the rules like it, that's they respectful. That <laughs> that's good but i was like you don't even give me a chance <laughs> yeah i would make rules if i had the opportunity <laughs> i <can> do it <laughs> yeah the only time i broke the rules like as a child living under my mom's roof my friend my best friend in high school had a party cuz we were like 18 it was senior year
0: mm-hmm.
4: or maybe 17 whatever and her mom was out of town and she was like oh this is what people do when their moms go out of town, right? They have parties. Like this is what they do in the high school movie. Yeah, I've seen yes, movies what in high Hi, What's up? Can we try it? <laughs> so yeah, we did that, and we were like, "Did we get alcohol?" We like invited oh. everybody in our astrobiology class, which was the that. class you took when you weren't smart enough to take <laughs> physics. <laughs> and we literally had an entire semester about E. T. the movie. Yo, so this was a
3: joke. <laughs> I wish I took this class wow
4: amazing
3: that sounds like it's for me
4: yeah i I, it kind of was a great class um and every time my hot sports boyfriend answered a question the teacher would be like no and then someone else would say the same thing and get it right which was very satisfying Um, yeah we had a party and again should have been another big signal Mm -hmm. i made out with everybody there Everybody. And they were just like, oh, Bridget, just performing. <laughs> Look at those <laughs> girls making out. Amazing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> just performing.
0: Wow, I feel that so hard. I had so many one-on-one friend sleepovers in high school where I was like, wouldn't it be crazy if we made out right now?
3: <laughs> it <This laughs> would
0: be <crazy>. so weird.
3: <laughs> hey, bro, let's take a nap.
0: Yeah, gonna... exactly. <laughs> Have you ever seen like two girls kiss? Isn't that like crazy?
4: <laughs> I remember my friend playing with like we were still playing with Barbies, and she's uh-huh. like, "Ooh, they're two girls and they're gonna kiss. And I was like, Oh my god, oh my god, don't do that. I'm gonna get in trouble. My mom's gonna hear you through the walls. I can never live with Barbies again. <laughs>
2: Oh my god! I mean, if you've ever had
3: action <laughs> figures, then I mean, you've def or dolls, then you've definitely you may- they've definitely done things together.
0: Mm. I yeah. know, yeah, hundred yeah. percent, yeah. I remember in high school, I I know he is, uh, you know, foreboding, but I did go see Woody Allen's Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Mm. And I definitely did go home and make out with my pillow for about a (laughs) week afterwards. (laughs) Because I was like, oh, Penelope Mm grows. What a confusing time high school
3: is. Truly Mm. is.
0: Goodness gracious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is amazing. Um, But Michael, I think we've got a little game we would like to play. Do we not?
3: Do we have a game? Yes, we do.
0: We do indeed. <laughs> a game that I made.
3: Yes, yes. <laughs> right. I forgot about it because I did not make it. So yeah, I was I like, know wait a minute.
0: Like, <laughs> Does he not wrong?
3: <laughs> I was like, wait, I have no idea, Shelley.
0: No, we do have a game. So I will say definitively we have a game because Chris Farley is an alum of the uh, Second City uh, comedy troupe in Chicago, uh, as are many other major stars. So we've got a little game in which you will have to guess based on some clues that I have written, which star who also came out of Second City we're talking about. Uh, So for this one, you can just say your name when you know the answer. The first one to say their name gets uh, gets to say who they think it is.
3: Perfect.
4: It's not multiple choice.
0: It's not multiple choice. <laughs> Just the one right okay. Don't be intimidated. It'll be fine.
4: <laughs> I spend a lot of time with comedians, but I don't know anything. Mm. Well, luckily,
0: all of the clues are bad and dumb. So, <laughs> and dumb. so that'll be really helpful. <laughs> okay. So if,
3: if neither of us gets it, then we should both lose it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's how it typically works.
3: Cool. Right, right.
0: When no one knows the answer, I just none wanted of to the make, people get a point.
3: I, I wanted to make sure you weren't just going to, to
0: Maybe I'll just I don't pick, know. you know whoever I am liking most at the moment. So. pick
3: all right. I like those all rules right. better. Let's play by those rules.
0: <laughs> okay. The second city
3: quiz. Mm,
0: number okay. one. <clears throat> Joan Rivers once revealed that this Oscar-winning ray of sunshine was nicknamed the Swordsman of Chicago in his second city days. Chris Farley, (laughs) 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 Um, sunshine, Oscar uh, winner.
3: God, I don't sunshine. I don't know. Alan Arkin.
0: Hey, you got it, (laughs) Uh,
3: Shelley. You've said this a million times on the podcast. I know. Is this just a test to see if I'm listening?
0: You've been listening to me over the past like 20 something episodes. Yeah. Oh God.
3: (laughs) My nerves are racked.
0: (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) All right. I've got one for Michael. All right. Question number two. This comedian looked real good in a tank top, in a certain teen comedy. And he might be a bit of a ladies' man. Ladies' man.
3: Ladies. Oh, Shelly, come on.
0: Ladies.
3: Tim Meadows, but... <laughs> come on now. Great job. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs>
0: Tim Meadows was at the Second City.
4: (laughs) Amazing. Oh, Michael, you're doing so well. Yeah. And you have
0: been listening to me, which is great. (laughs) I was
3: also homeschooled. Uh, So in homeschool, during history class, you just watch a lot of Comedy Central. Uh, (laughs) So
0: Perfect. You've been preparing for this for years. This is what
3: I was born to do.
4: You're going to ink that. You're going to get 100%. (laughs) I'm Ooh, so sorry, sorry, Bridget. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize to me. I like it. I like to really I'm just kidding. Are you asked what my type was? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so go back to that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Number three.
0: This Litella lady once starred alongside Eugene Levy, Andrea Martin, Victor Garber, Martin Short, and Paul Schaefer in a Canadian production of Godspell. Latella.
3: So Latella isn't going to be a clue that resonates in my brain.
0: Mm, SNL, SNL, old SNL. It's
4: it's crickets from me. (laughs) 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 Latella. Is that a name?
3: Who do you wish it was?
4: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Who would be nice? Who would you like to talk about?
4: Like, I don't even know who came out of Chicago. It was like Amy Poehler come out of that
0: That was someone she did not play a character named Latella. This one uh dated uh a certain Dr. Frankenstein and mm. died of cancer.
2: Mm. Oh. Mm. Oh, 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 oh.
4: What kind of cancer?
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh,
0: god, she's got a mm-hmm. club she's got a a club named after her for cancer research oh god what? my
3: brain is big hair on no.
0: SNL a lot of times
3: big hair yeah. on SNL a lot of times a
0: lady <sighs> who was on there in
3: the 70s in the 70s G- Gilda. Right
4: hmm? there. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a name I've heard uh, before. Uh, yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it right took there. a couple of steps to get there, but we got there.
3: No, you shouldn't have given that many clues. I should have not gotten it, and uh Bridget should right. have gotten Good. the point for Amy Poehler. Vulnerability.
4: So okay, I... Yeah, but I'm
0: taking <laughs> your point away and I'm giving it to.
3: Please. So,
0: Please. <laughs> so we are currently two to one. You think that's very fair. i think that only makes sense so it only makes
3: sense and we only do things that make sense and this is the way the world should work
0: logic be the change you
3: wish to see in the world
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right number four this sweet mm, sweet actor owned the toronto argonauts of the canadian football league who won the gray cup in winnipeg the same year that he acted in a political thriller by oliver stone
3: rick moranis
0: nope sweet sweet is the clue sweet
3: <laughs> i just went with the first face that popped in my head <laughs> Ugh,
0: he is canadian the,
4: the, the team the team is like the argonauts
0: that? they are yeah they're in the canadian yeah, i think i'll probably
4: figure it out there. based on <laughs>
0: sweet 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 is the main one Sweet. Think of the name. Sweet. Last Mr. name.
4: Mr. Sugar.
0: Uh, close.
4: <laughs> Sugar.
2: Salt.
0: <laughs> oh. No. He's not. He's not Mr. Sugar, but his last name is close. Honey. He's another big guy in a little coat. <gasps> Canadian. Big in the nineties. Um. The sugary last name.
4: Hmm. John Belushi. No, I'm, I'm thinking of a sweet, John, sweet, a sweet John,
3: sweet the sweet John, John, John,
4: John, John, Candy.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Wow. wow.
0: Oh, that was good, Bridget. That
3: out. No one's giving you a D plus.
0: <laughs> that straight A's you know baby. About?
4: Uh.
0: That was good. That was good. Okay. Wow. This is the last question. Our tiebreaker. And also the easiest one. <laughs> wow. So you're going to want to jump in quick.
4: Amy Boy. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't jump in yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our final Second City alum. Comedy was the key to his early success. Before he decided to get out of TV and into the movies,
4: Chris Farley. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm the key
0: to his success. Key. Before oh, he decided God. to get out and get Jordan into the movies, Peel.
4: yeah, Bridget, you win. Wait, what does the key have to do with that? Key and <laughs> Oh! Because nah,
3: they're friends. Because they're buddies.
0: Because <laughs> they made a TV show together! They made a TV okay, show.
3: Okay. That was pretty good. Oh, Jesus that's really Christ! Great. Did you come
0: up with these? I did! Wow. Wow. Shelly she really makes good
3: games. She makes really good games. <laughs> oh
0: my <laughs> god. Thank you so much. <laughs> my. My
4: keys. I'm very proud. I'm very so proud of you, longer. Bridget. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was absolutely beautiful. Uh-oh.
3: I got smoked
0: you did you got smoked
3: i got smoked what can i say
4: <laughs> it you know you it's not embarrassing mean. though because you did your best
3: i did my best. I I'll try... best i'll
4: try i'll try next Beautiful. time yeah yeah. We, we were both we were really putting ourselves out there for that yeah you really did yeah. Yeah.
0: also yeah. i think that i skipped ahead and we did not do our pairings
3: <laughs> oh yeah i was i was cool to drop it but let's uh, touch let's on it real back. quick yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so we
0: like to do uh, a little segment where Michael and I will pair the movie that we're talking about in the episode with something that we think would make, uh, maybe make a good double feature. Yeah. So, Michael, what were your thoughts this week?
3: Ah, so, uh, yeah, we love the genre of uh, big and small. Smalls um, and talls. Smalls and talls.
0: Smalls and talls. <laughs> well, big and
3: tall is a separate genre. It's this actually is true. This that's is true. a separate genre. My bad. Um,
0: but we yes. love a little guy and a big guy we together love in a movie.
3: Smalls and talls. We love big and tall, <laughs> but we love smalls and talls as well. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with Stan and Ollie by John S. Baird. Um, it's a fun little biopic about uh, Laurel and Hardy um, with I'm going off the top of my head Steve Coogan and John C. Riley. Mhm. And we just see uh their friendship uh behind the scenes. Um which is kind of the movie that I wish um I hope I get to see in like a biopic. Dave, imagine a ba- David Spade uh a David Spade Chris Farley biopic where mm-hmm. you just show their friendship. Ugh. Oh.
0: Oh, I love it.
3: Yeah. I but did anyway. like the bit of yeah.
0: trivia that Fat guy in a little coat just came out of them being in the uh, their office together at SNL. Because apparently <laughs> uh, Farley would always come in and be like, okay, I've got a pitch for a great sketch. And every single time it would be,
2: fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> That's
0: good. I would watch like a 90 minute movie that was just that over and over again.
4: <laughs> uh, I think we should make that. Yeah.
0: Listen. I'll write guys. it down. It's <laughs> going to go fund me going. Yes.
3: <Okay. laughs> um, Shelly, uh, what films? So you have two.
0: I have two because I went with a, a comic and a tragic version of it. Uh, the And they're both ones that we've talked about on the podcast before. Yes. Uh, one is Elaine May's 1987 film, Ishtar, which love has. Elaine. Uh, mm. Love Elaine May. It's got a great small and tall in uh, Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty, she really leans into their height difference especially in the Little Darling scene where they perform the song Little Darlin'." and Dustin Hoffman is like leaned over and Warren Beatty is standing as straight as he possibly can so they look like they are about like three feet different in oh, height God. and it is beautiful mm. and then on the tragic end is uh the 2021 film Annette by Eleosh Krox. In which Adam Driver and Simon Helberg often uh, share scenes together. And it looks nearly impossible that they're in the same frame. Like, Adam Driver looks like his head should be cut off every time they are in a scene together. And it is incredible.
4: <laughs> Do y'all think Adam Driver is attractive?
2: Yeah. 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 yeah.
4: yeah. Like, yeah. objectively or subjectively? Uh, hmm.
0: It's definitely like a full package deal, right? Like that he is like a big, like sturdy man, but mm-hmm. his talent makes him more attractive.
4: Sure. He- like I think did. he just he looks so much like that breed of cat that I can't see <laughs> behind it. If you just look up Adam yeah. Driver cats, you'll you'll see it if you if you don't immediately know what I'm talking about. Oof. I
0: know exactly what you're talking about. It is true and it's hard to unsee that also there was that i think it was like a perfume or not perfume i guess Um, cologne for men uh commercial of him with a horse and you're like he does look almost exactly like a horse doesn't he
3: i (laughs) found the (laughs) heaven driver cat um wow we'll have to add that on uh instagram
4: (laughs) oh my gosh please wow (laughs) i'm changed (laughs) speaking of cats when i thought that um the trivia was two truths and a lie. <laughs> I was like really trying to figure out which one I thought was a lie, <laughs> and I was gonna go with the deer one because I thought yeah. it was the least obvious. Sure. Um, <laughs> and it is real. That deer gives a really great performance as a cat in that scene. <laughs> The way it behaves so much, it yeah. rips everything apart uh-huh. and it goes right to the top of the car and then just like stomp, stomp, and like looks around. <laughs> that's exactly how my cat is, queso. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's like a deer okay. that doesn't know how big it is, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so cute. <laughs> so cute like it's charming when a cat does it because you're like you're so little and then a deer does it and you're like oh my car is ruined oh. <laughs> you know how that happens all the time with all a deer in your car <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Constantly happening to me.
4: (laughs) Constantly. Yeah. I wish we
0: had more time to go through the trivia. Really wish we had. (laughs) Some of it was insane.
3: (laughs) I wish we had more time to just there's there's so many fun Tommy boy things that we we must address at a a future date, perhaps.
4: Yeah, um, we did not cover the most obvious thing Hmm. about my type, which Hmm. is red haired people named Tommy, which I happen to be (gasps) engaged in right now. (laughs) <laughs> well let, let's go on come and on <laughs> that chris Farley didn't have red hair which whatever i choose to believe in my head yeah that sure he that's I the of imagination blonde, that way. Yeah. yeah yeah strawberry blonde thank you Beautiful. yeah i can see yeah. it so i also like to think subconsciously this relationship Tommy and I on the pattern, which is one of the many astrology ads I have done. That Ooh, pattern mind. is good. It says we're soulmates, so I think there's something there about. I think Tommy Boy actually plays a part in that.
0: <laughs> Does your partner sell brake pads?
4: No, but we did have to get our brake pads replaced recently. So I was thinking about this movie a lot every time they said brake pads. Was like, oh, this was destined for the American working man. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's all really, really tied into Destiny. It was written in the stars. (laughs) Pattern knows. (laughs)
0: Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, And I think if if Tommy Boy could have Pattern profile, I think we'd also be soulmates. Because if he's a Scorpio and I'm a Taurus, complimentary.
3: Yeah, that's going to work. Yeah, that's going to work.
4: It's going to work very well.
0: Have you ever asked your partner, Tommy, in an erotic situation to sing Fat Guy in a Little Coat?
4: That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just you know, you in the mood. ready to be married <laughs> to each other, we're going to have to find new ways to Ooh. get excited. Yeah, so I'm putting really that in my back pocket. <laughs> Honestly, first dance. Oh, <laughs> second. <laughs> Could
0: be romantic.
4: (laughs) I'm like having a meeting with the band. Like, okay, can you play that guy in a little? Do
0: you have the sheet music? The sheet
4: music. Yeah. (laughs) You don't already know it. Oh, that. Maybe I'll keep looking.
0: I think people are gonna request this, so you might want to learn it ahead of time. (laughs) This
4: is really important.
0: (laughs) That is amazing. Well, we will desperately want to see pictures from the wedding uh, and <laughs> video if you do fat guy look. <laughs> <little
4: good>. Yeah. <laughs> we simply have to now. Oh,
0: of course. <laughs> well, <laughs> this has been amazing. Um, we would like to know, do you have anything you would like to plug that the listeners can look up? Any social media, any projects you
4: have
3: coming up? Where can they see your work?
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Bridget Bedore on everything, and I have a little newsletter that I put out sometimes. It's about feelings. Love your <laughs> My newsletter. Favorite thing to talk about. Yes, <laughs> it's really great. Um, so that's something that is a cool thing to check in on. <laughs> um, I don't have anything big coming up just trying to stay alive, just to stay
3: alive homegirl
4: Aren't we? Oh. Just to do
3: your thing make your money
4: yeah so if, if everybody could just cheer me on for that <laughs> yes thank you that'd be great send the good energy everyone uh
3: we're sending Chris- good energy we're clapping we are rooting oh, yeah. for oh, you we
4: are Which clapping keep clapping yes yeah, that help? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) another day on this earth i can get through
0: (laughs) (laughs) we Uh love it we love it oh and if you want to follow us we are at everyone is hot pod on instagram and twitter Follow yes. us there um, and, you know, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are on all of the major places where you can download.
3: Yes. And if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can rate us, please rate us five stars on every mm-hmm. platform. Mm-hmm. And yeah, who knows? Maybe we will. We'll, we'll read your crush. We'll read your crush on the show.
0: Yeah. Um, Leave your crush in your review and we will read it. If you leave us less than five stars, then you can just fuck off.
3: You can just fuck off. How insulting. We deserve
4: more. Be the change you want to see.
3: Yes.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Now, Michael, is there any message that you would like to leave the listeners with?
3: Please stay horny. (laughs)